band a big round of applause. So thankful to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. I just, uh, uh, a little late on this, but better late than never is what I always say. Uh, hadn't Miss Augusta make a video kind of recapping all the stuff that we did in 2014. I know we're two, two or three weeks into 2015, but I'd like us to take a look back at what we've accomplished as a church over the last year and give God the glory for it all. Amen. So we're going to play a little video for you guys right now. Amen. Say what? I don't see a remote. Yeah. We might do it later if we don't hurry up. What do you want me to do? Video? Cooper, you with me? Video? Yeah. Looky there. Got to get these lights off, guys. When I get where I'm going On the far side of the sky The first thing that I'm gonna do Is spread my wings and fly I'm gonna land beside a lion And run my fingers through his mane or I might find out what it's like to ride a drop of rain Yeah, when I get where I'm going There'll be only happy tears I will shed the sins and struggles I have carried all these years And I'll leave my heart wide open I will love and have no fear Yeah, when I get where I'm going Don't cry for me down here I'm 
Gonna walk with my granddaddy. That is me with a shovel. And he'll match me step for step. And I'll tell him how I've missed him every minute since he left. And then I'll hug his neck. Yeah, when I get where I'm going, there'll be only happy tears. I will share the sins and struggles I have carried all these years. And I'll leave my heart wide open. I will love and have no fear. Yeah, when I I see my maker's face I'll stand forever in the light Of his amazing grace Yeah, when I get where I'm Amen. Praise the Lord. We just we just kind of accomplished so much at this church that we forget sometimes what we do, and it's good to take a look back and remember how far God has brought you so you don't go back to your old ways. Y'all didn't hear me this morning, amen. Am I supposed to do something here? All right, I'm halfway there. God's good? If you got a Bible this morning, I, I, everybody got their Bible this morning? I want you to open up to the book of Acts. I want to talk to you about Jason this morning. How many knew there was a Jason in the Bible? Now, don't lie. There was one person, amen. That makes one because I didn't know either. Jason, where are you at, Jason? I, I was going to call on Jason. Do you know you was in the Bible this morning? Do you know your name come out of the Bible? you know what your name means in Greek? It means healer. means healing. Jason means healing. I, I, I found, 
intriguing by by opening up the Bible and finding those little I call them nuggets because my pastor called them nuggets those things that God just shows you we know that Matthew Mark Luke and John is in there but I didn't know what Jason existed back then but there was a great man of God his name was Jason and he was labeled a troublemaker touch three people and say welcome to the church troublemaker What we need in this church are some troublemakers. Come on, somebody. I'm not talking about mean-spirited, ugly, rotten, no good troublemakers. I'm about some troublemakers that are ready to do something for the Lord. And ain't worried about what other people think, what other people say. Troublemakers. Jason was a troublemaker. I find it intriguing as, as, as I read this <laughs> that there are people like us, people that are not afraid to take a chance, people, people like us in this Bible who didn't care about the cost. They gave their heart to the Lord, and they didn't care what happened to them. And, and, and Paul and Silas were some, but then I found this man named Jason in the Bible, and I thought, wow, now here's a, a troublemaker. That's what the enemy of the church called the church of Thessalonians. I can't say it. I, I, Thessalonians, well, not really, something close like that. I, uh, I want to read this to you. 17th chapter of Acts. Now, I have practiced this over and over again, and now we're with these big words, and I'm going to mess them all up. And now Paul and Silas, verse 1 says, Now Paul and Silas traveled through the town of Amphipolis and Apollonius and came to Thessalonius, where there was a Jewish synagogue. As was Paul's custom, he went to the synagogue service, and for three Sabbaths in a row, he interpreted the scripture to the people. He was explaining and proving the prophecies about the suffering of the Messiah. And he has raised, risen from the dead. He said, this Jesus I'm telling you about is the Messiah. Some who listen, now watch this. Some who listen were persuaded and became converts, including a large number of godly Greek men and also many important women of the city but the jewish leaders were jealous so they gathered some worthless fellows they they gathered some worthless fellows from the streets to form a mob and start a riot they attacked the home of jason searching for paul and silas so they could drag them out into the crowd not finding them they were they dragged out Jason and some of the other believers, insulting them, and took them before the city council. Paul and Silas have turned the rest of the world upside down, and now they're here troublemaking in our city, they shouted. And Jason has let them into his home. They're all guilty of being troublemakers against Caesars, treasoning against Caesar, for they professed alliance to another king. That's named Jesus. 
The people of the city as well as the city officials were thrown into turmoil by these reports. But the officials released Jason and the others believers after they had posted bail. Jason was a bit of a troublemaker along with Paul and Silas. What this world needs and what this church needs are some people that ain't afraid to take a stand for the Lord. Some troublemakers, some people that's not afraid to, to make a stand. Yes, troublemakers. That's what the enemy of the church called the church of Thessalonians. They, they said that they were the ones who turned the world upside down. Are there anybody in here that's ready to go with Pastor Mark and turn the world upside down? Turn the world upside down in another version. They, they cause trouble all over the world. They were world changers. Our church needs troublemakers. Troublemakers. And, and these men, Jason and Paul and Silas, we need people like them that are ready to shake up this world. They are not afraid to go out there and do something for Jesus. To get up out of these blue chairs and go out and be troublemakers. You see, the world can't stand a Christian. The world couldn't stand Jesus. The Bible said that he came into his own and his own rejected him. And the Bible says if the world hated him first, believe you this, it's going to hate you. But I'm here to make trouble for this world. I'm here to make trouble on Satan today and say in Jesus' name I can do all things. We need some people ready to shake up our world in the same way they did back then. Where there was darkness, they brought light. Where there was hatred, they brought love. Where there was sadness, they brought laughter. Where there was bondage, they brought liberation. Where there was death, they brought life. They took the world that was tired and troubled and, and, and tangled and ripped up, and they put it back on its feet. That's what I love about Caney Creek Cowboy Church. It's the church that gives people a second chance. People that, that, that are here and that are troublemakers, that really love the Lord, that, that, that were troubled with the past, troubled with drugs, troubled with alcohol, troubled with the things this world, depression had a hold of them. When God set them free, indeed he set them free, and they're not going to judge you for coming the way that you are. They're going to love you right where you are, and they're going <laughs> to pray and they're going to intercede for you. Last night we hosted a great bull riding and one of the bullfighters uh, uh, that came and helped us last night, he got upset and he got mad and he started screaming and hollering and, and getting mad and using language that we don't allow to be used in our church. And some of my men that love me and love this church, they were like cur dogs. The hair stood up on the back of their neck. And I called him over and said, hey, boy, come here, come here, boy. Hey, come here. And he was mad, boy. He was humming and puffing. He was mad. I said, hey, come here, come here, come here, come here. I said, man, you did a great job. I'm not going to die. I'm not mad. I said, hey, I appreciate everything you did. I'm sorry. I'm just mad. I said, it's okay. After it was over, a bunch of us got together, and we were standing on the fence, and that young bullfighter came over to where we were at, and he said, I want to apologize for my language. I want to apologize for, my, for the way I was acting. I was out of line, and I'm sorry. I told Brother Garrett, if we'd have judged him, if we'd have called him down, if we'd have stood on his throat, if we'd have judged him and threw it on his throat and, and told him he had to leave and, and, and chastised him, he would have never found Christ. 
He would have never found Christ. He would have never found Christ. Maybe something we did last night, maybe the act of forgiveness that we did, maybe the love that we showed last night will bring him to this church, will bring him to his knees and bring him to Christ. Does anybody hear me tonight? I'm thankful that we're a church that gives people a second chance. Where there was darkness, we bring light. Where there's hatred in this community, we bring love. Where there's sadness in families, we try to bring laughter. Ain't it good to come to a church where you can laugh? Come on, somebody. How many been to those churches where they don't laugh? <laughs> My wife, I'll pick on her just a minute. She grew up in a, as a Lutheran. And, and I, that's okay. Hey, she loved the Lord. She never missed a Sunday. I married this woman because of her, uh, because of her love for the church and love for the Lord. And she was faithful. Her family was faithful. But when I walked into St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Belmead, it was like I walked into a library. <laughs> there was no meet and greet. There were no praise and worship band praising. There were no amen, brother, amen. There was none of that. They would sit there and be quiet. Don't laugh. Don't cut up. Don't say a word. And me, I can't shut up. I would try to say, how y'all doing this morning? Shh. Shh. What page did he tell us to look in? Did he say John or Luke? Shh. I told Mary, I said, Mary, I feel uncomfortable here because I can't laugh. I can't cut up. I can't be myself. And I tried, and I tried to be something that I wasn't. I thank God for that church. I thank God for that pastor. I love those people. My whole fa my wife's family still goes there today. That's what they do. But me, I got to laugh. I got to serve. I got to shout. I got to be a little bit of a troublemaker. I understand, listen to me, I, I, I understand, I, I understand now that there's different strokes for different folks. But when you're on fire for God, you just can't sit there. Huh? Somebody hear me? When you're a bit of a troublemaker, when you're ready to go to work and tell all your coworkers about Jesus, it may cost you your job. You may be like Jason, be drug out into the street, beat and put in jail and have to bond out. I remember one time they were threatening me. They were going to come, and they were going to kick me out of here, and they were going to throw me in jail. I was scared to death. I went home, and I told my pastor, I said, Pastor, I said, they said they take in a petition, and they trying to get me locked up. What am I going to do? He was eating a hamburger. He took another bite and said, we got three bell bondsmen in this church. You don't worry about nothing. <laughs> I said, Hallelujah! Came back and went to preaching. Wasn't worried about nothing or nobody. Troublemakers, they can't worry about nothing or nobody. They just got to go preach. They got to go to work. They got to tell their brothers. They got to tell people that they, they work with. How many got people that they work with that they love? They become like family. You hang out with them on the weekends. You go to picnics. You go fishing. You, you go to rodeos. They become like family. And can you picture yourself in heaven without those people? Not me. So if it costs me my job, I'm going to tell people about Jesus. You know, I was thinking about it. 
this this community, this world, this this. And it, it's not just Grangerland. It's Conroe, Splendora, Waco, Temple, Dallas, Fort Worth. It it it's it's Cheyenne, Wyoming. There's so much sadness in this world, and it's up to you and I to brighten it up. It's up to you and I to make trouble on the sadness, bring a smile to somebody who in need. I was thinking about the phone call I got the other night about the young man who committed suicide. And my, it was 5 o'clock in the morning when we got the phone call. My, my, I was like, I wish somebody had been there just to smile. I wish somebody had been there just to say it was okay. I wish somebody would have been there that just said, this too shall pass. There was a young man from our high school here. And, and, and he committed suicide. He had a lot of friends. He had a lot of students. They called and asked if I would do the service. I said I would be honored to do his service. He was an athlete. He was a star athlete. I, I, and, and, and I just kept praying, God, what am I going to tell? And then the funeral home director called me and said, look, there's probably going to be thousands of students and thousands of parents here. We don't have a big funeral home, so there's going to be a lot of people. So you're going to have to speak up where they could hear you. I said, God, what could I speak up and tell them that will get them through? It was hot in that funeral home. There were thousands of people, just like he said. There were students from the school. They had lined up all over. The family was there. And I said, Lord, what can I tell them to make this sadness? Just let them know that you're real. Let them know that you care about them. And the Lord said, tell them this too shall pass. That whatever they're going through right now, this too shall pass. I said, but Lord, they've lost a son. They've lost a friend. They've lost a brother. But he said, tell them this too shall pass. I told them students, whatever you're going through, don't quit, don't give up. However sad you are, however dark it may seem, whatever the doctor says don't matter. It's going to pass. God's in control. You're going to get through. You're going to make it through. You asked my youth pastor, Miss Vicky, them students, man, they were going out and they were putting this two shall pass on their car. They were putting this two shall pass on their on their lockers at school. Some of them were even getting tattoos that said, This too shall pass. When I got a picture from one of his his girlfriends or one of his, his football players that got a tattoo that said, This too shall pass, I knew that we had gotten through to a dark place in some people and brought a little light. And brought a little light. God wants us to get to the dark places and shine some light, brothers and sisters. Jason was that guy. Jason was that guy. He, he, he wasn't afraid to stand up for his Christian beliefs. And they labeled him a troublemaker. A troublemaker. He made trouble. I was thinking about that. Are you ready to be a world changer? Are you ready to turn the world upside down for Christ? You know what it's going to take for you to do that? Now, watch this. This is going to hurt some people's feelings, but i got to say it anyway. If for you to become a troublemaker, you're going to have to be a person of integrity. Huh? Touch three people and say, be integrity, have some integrity. In, in, in that time, in that period, in Thessalus, Joe Biggs, how do you say that? Joe don't even know. Thessalonica, whatever she said. In Thessalonica? In Thessalonica. Now, if this is your first time here, don't judge me. 
because you couldn't say it anyway. Thessalonica, I got it now. Thessalonica, in Thessalonica, here's what was happening. Watch this. Now, you think the world we live in is crazy? Watch this. In Thessalonica, this was going on. Slavery. People were hooked on drugs. People were hooked on, on substance. This was happening in Thessalonica. What was happening was homosexuality was running rampant. In Thessalonica, read your Bible, homosexuality was running rampant. Sounds like 2015, don't it? Sounds like the world we live in. They were enslaved to stuff. There was homosexuality. There was prostitution. There, 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 there was human life being killed for nothing, over nothing. Sounds like the world we live in. This was happening, Jason, in Thessalonica. Hallelujah. <laughs> and there were people proclaiming to be Christians, but you couldn't tell them apart. It's still happening today. There are some people today who claim to be Christians, but you can't tell them apart from the world. Is anybody? Yeah, it's quiet now. Yeah, it's real quiet now because you may be one of those persons. If you're going to change the world, if you're going to be a world changer, if you're going to be a troublemaker, you've got to have integrity. You've got to say that you are and become what you say you are. The Bible says life is given in the tongue. And if you want change out with the old and up with the new, and I go to church at Caney Creek Cowboy Church, I'm there every time the door's open. I love the Lord. I live what I say. You can't go backwards and forwards. You can't say I love Jesus one minute and be on crack the next. Because the Lord sets you free. You can't be a, a one way one day and, and in the next day a different way. You can't go to school one day and say, I, I know you want to come to church. I love you. Come be a part of my youth group. This and that. And the next day you're screaming and cussing and acting ignorant because you've got no integrity. And when you've got no integrity, people won't follow you at all. D.L. Moody said that you can tell a person's character by what he or she does in the dark. Somebody ought to hear me, amen. The measure of a man's real character is what he would do if he knew that no one would ever find out about it. Christians are no exceptions. They cheat on their taxes. They cheat on tests. They lie at the drop of a hat. They think of nothing but their selves. It reminds me of a man who wrote a letter to the IRS. It said, Dear Sir, I can't sleep. Last year when I filled out my income tax form, I misrepresented my income tax. Enclosed is a check for $325. P.S. If I still can't sleep, I'll send you the rest of what I owe you. <laughs> a little bit at a time. In recent years of being in the ministry, I've seen pastors suffer from lack of integrity. In the ministry, I've seen church members suffer from lack of integrity. I've seen teachers at our schools in this community suffer from lack of integrity. I've seen moms and dads suffer from lack of integrity. Integrity is something that I learned when I turned 33 years old. When nobody else is watching except for Jesus, that's what matters. I got to be the same way. I didn't say I had to be perfect. I'm trying 
The Bible says you are to be perfect because your Father in heaven is perfect. That means I'm a man of integrity, but I'm going to slip and fall. And sometimes when I slip and fall, I got to, I got to pick up myself. I got to have a, I, I got to, listen, I got to change. Because there's so many times that I'm just by myself. And I think, well, it'd be okay. It'd be all right. Nobody's around. Me and Mary were in Dallas, Texas last year. We went down for the weekend. Just her and I, we were having a great time. There was no problems. We were there. And one of my favorite places to eat in Dallas is the Spaghetti Warehouse. So we went out that evening. We took one of them carriage rides, and it was all romantic. We was having a good time. And we went over to the Spaghetti Warehouse. It was just her and I. And we went in to eat. And I looked at her, and I said, Honey, you know, if we went to Billy Bob's tonight, nobody would know. She said, We ain't going to Billy Bob's. I know, I'm just saying. I ate my spaghetti and meatball. Honey, if I drank a beer tonight, you know nobody would know. She said, you ain't drinking a beer tonight. I said, honey. She said, shut up. <laughs> I said, I'm just saying nobody would know. We're, 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 we're 250 miles away from anybody we know. She said, honey, the Lord knows. I said, no, I'm just, I'm just we're trying to have a Christian conversation with you. We got up and we left the restaurant. She said, you know, we hadn't walked around down here in years. You want to walk around down here? I said, let's walk, baby. And we went to walk and we was hand in hand. We was romantic. And it, and it was all nice. And I come around the corner and there were some doggone church members. <laughs> it was Miss Margaret's kids. They said, Preacher. What are you doing here? I said, what are you doing here? <laughs> God was showing me that he is everywhere all the time. He's listening to what I'm saying. He knows what I'm thinking. And if I'm going to change the world, and if you are going to change the world, we got to start by having integrity. I said, what y'all doing here? We here for a trucker convention. I said, what y'all doing here? I said, man, we being good. We really being good. We ain't doing nothing. We ain't doing nothing. We as Christians must live a life of integrity so that the non-Christian world will set up and take notice. They will stand up and take notice. So in 2015, we need to change some things. All of us. We need to change some things. You know, I... <laughs> I'll share with you something that happened to me this week. I, I was, I'm done. God just, God just stepped, God just convicted me, told me. I heard him loud and clear. I was coming back from Humble. Me and Mary, we just gotten something to eat. Wasn't in a hurry. Wasn't in a rush. Wasn't, wasn't trying to get somewhere so fast that, 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 that I just had to be in a hurry. So I really wasn't speeding. I got up on the interstate in Humble. I got up on the interstate, and I moved over two lanes, and I got in the middle lane, and I began to drive, and there was a car that was, that was going pretty slow, and so that's okay. I'll just move over a lane. So when I got up to the car, I just moved over and went around him. And when I went around, I happened to look over, and the guy had shot me the bird. 
Now, I always get told that I'm number one, but sometimes it offends me. Sometimes it offends me. This just so happened that it offended me. And, and, and I got mad. I'm I mean, just be honest with you. I got mad. I didn't do nothing. But Satan, that's what he does. Somebody wake up. That's what he does. You can be living the best Christian life, and he's going to come, and he's going to attack you where you're the weakest the most. You're not hearing me. Where you're the weakest the most, that's where he's going to attack you. And it can come out of nowhere. We were having fun. We were eating. We were all these plans. And all of a sudden, I'm just driving. And I'm driving good. Now, y'all can don't have to judge. I'm driving good. If I was driving bad, I'd tell you I was driving bad. So I pass this cat, and I look over, and he tells me I'm number one. I said, I know he didn't. So I whip back in front of him, and I just slam on my brace. And he likes to run into the back of me, and I did it again. Tell me I'm number one again, homie. And so by this time, he's really telling me I'm number one. And I'm pulling back over so I can give him a piece of my mind. And all of a sudden, now, I'm going to tell you, now, I, I, I'm not perfect. So if you don't come back, this is what I'm just telling you. I'm not perfect. I don't claim to be perfect. All of a sudden, I pull over to tell him, I'm, to give him a piece of my mind. Now, I'm not going to cuss him. I'm not going to shoot him a bird. I might give him an Eli. But he got his phone out. And he's taking pictures of me. Click, click, click. I said, oh, no. I'm the pastor of the most amazing church in the world. And I've been to go on blast here on the media. He's taking pictures. Of, well, I had to burn off and leave him then. I'm out. And God said to me, and God said to me, not to no one else in that truck. Now, Mary was saying some things to me. But after she got done, God said to me, where's your integrity? Where's your integrity? Didn't I save you from that? So the next time the dope man comes, remember, God saved you from that. Next time the person comes and wants to fight you, remember that God saved you from that. Next time your buddies come and they want to bring their beer over, don't, don't forget that God saved you from that. Next time it's time to pay your taxes and you want to cheat on them a little bit, remember God saved you from that. You know, God said, where's your integrity? Man, I repented all the way home. And I prayed, Lord, don't let this make Facebook. <laughs> but if it would have had... And it might have had, I would have deserved it. Because God wants to put our business out there for the whole world to see. God wants to put our business out there for the whole world to see. So getting back to Jason, they knew that he had took Paul and Silas into his home. Does the world know that you're taking Jesus? Does the world know that you're saved? Does the world see you different? That's my question for you today. If not, the altar is ready for you to change. The Lord is ready for you to change. You know, if I can stand here before you and tell you my weaknesses, 
and not be ashamed. I'm ashamed of myself for doing that, but I'm not ashamed to tell you that if I can say, Lord, I'm sorry, if I can say to you, Lord, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm going to repent, Lord, I'm going to do my best to not let that happen again. Matter of fact, I think everywhere I go from today on, Mary's just going to drive me. <laughs> or I'm going to ride with Vic. I can't ride with Joe because he drives just like I do. <laughs> but I'm going to repent. In all honesty, I felt bad about my actions. I felt horrible. What if you would have saw? What if it had been on Facebook? Now, there's been a lot of stuff said about me that's been untrue. But when it's the truth, it convicts me. And God convicted me with the truth. So if you treat your wife ugly, may God convict you with the truth. If you treat your husband horribly, may God convict you with the truth. If you belittle and chastise your children, may God convict you with the truth. That you may have integrity this day stand with me as we pray i'd like the band to come forward right now and and i want them to play something softly this morning every head bowed and every eye closed i i, I want to say that that this is just part one of a three-week series on jason having integrity as they come up here this morning and they begin to play softly i want to encourage my brothers and sisters to search their self this morning. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Now, why I asked people to stand, why I asked people to stand was this reason. Because it's easy for you to get out of the aisles when people are standing. If there's any area of your life, the dark places that you'd like to see come to the light, I don't want to know about them. I don't care about them. I want you to come to this altar this morning and give them to God. Come on, y'all begin to play right now. I'm going to open up this altar, and by coming, you're not ashamed. You're like Jason. You're not ashamed this morning. Come right now. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Don't look to see who's coming, because if you look to see who's coming, you probably the one needs to be coming. Hallelujah. I feel you. Thank you for coming this morning. It makes me feel good about becoming truthful with you this morning. Father, we thank you so much for being with us this morning. Lord, I just love you with all my heart. I'm going to get this church a minute to come. There's more of you that need to come. You can't hide anything from God this morning. You say in 2015, I want to be different. I want to have integrity. Come right now. Take what belongs to you right now. Take what belongs to you. Don't it feel good to get right with God? Sometimes we don't want to get involved in things. Sometimes we don't want to take a stand. The Lord's looking for us to get involved, take a stand in His work. Come now, receive your integrity.
Yes, Lord. You have a trouble with lying all the time? You should be down here. You have trouble trusting God? You should be down here. time I'm going to do an altar call. One more time. I really feel, and I'm not trying to get all Baptist on you, but I really feel that there's some people that should came down there waiting. Come right now, just one time. Yes, Lord. Grace the Heavenly Father, as we close out our service, we don't want to stop without giving somebody the opportunity to know you as their personal Lord and Savior. If you're here tonight, today, and you haven't accepted Christ into your heart, would you do so right now? Just pray with me. Just say, Dear Lord, come into my life and save me. Today I make you my Lord and Savior. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. Come into my life, Lord. Change me. Make me a person of integrity. Make me a world changer, Lord. I'll stand with Pastor Mark and the others and tell people about you. No matter the cost, no matter if they drag me out into the street, throw me into prison, strip me of everything I own worldly, Lord. As long as I have you, that's all that matters. Be here today, you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. I'm so proud of you. Be here today and you need to rededicate your life to the Lord. Do it right now. Just say, Lord, I rededicate my life to you today. The things Pastor Mark was talking about just hit home runs with me today. But I know it was you speaking to me, Lord. I know it was you, Lord, speaking to me. So today I rededicate my life to you. I give you my heart, my mind, my body, my soul. I will be a person of integrity that the world will set up and take notice. It is the Lord who changed me. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Somebody give God a praise. Amen. You may be